Hello, hello, and welcome back to Something to Noodle On. Before we get started, I wanted to solicit listener stories for a new segment that we haven't quite titled yet. The topic is your worst date ever. You can submit them anonymously and we'll read them in an upcoming episode. You can do so by emailing somethingtonoodleon at gmail.com. Anyway, for today, it feels like more and more people are burning out these days. Whether it's back to the office mandates or grinding hard on side projects that have you running in circles. Something my therapist and I discuss regularly is self-care. While it sounds like a silly buzzword, it can help a lot in reducing stress and taking time to, well, care for yourself. So today, I wanted to dive into self-care, what it is, why it's important, and how social media has played a large part in revolutionizing our approach to self-care. I know, I know, social media doing a good thing. We don't often praise it, but I also don't think that it's inherently bad. In this case, it's super helpful. So let's get started. Let's face it, life is stressful these days. We're still reeling from a pandemic that disrupted our lives just a few short years ago. And let's be real, for some, it's still an ongoing struggle getting back to the way things once were. Many of us feel the crushing weight of student loan debt with the option for forgiveness just ripped from our hands. Plus, our finances are in jeopardy. Recent economic data shows that at least 10% of the U.S. lives below the poverty line. Thanks to things like high inflation, stagnant wages, and a war overseas that affects us here at home. Not to mention a political disagreement polarizing our entire country. It feels like now more than ever, it's harder to just live as a human. I recently saw a TikTok from a history creator that said when you consider inflation, we are technically making less money now than the people whose wages were cut during the Great Depression. Those cut wages would equate to about $75,000 now. And when you consider the average household in the United States brings in roughly 70K, that's two salaries, mind you. It's no wonder people are having a hard time. No matter where we live, there are daily changes demanding our time, energy, and focus. With all this going on, we just need a break sometimes. Enter self-care. In the past, we've been less open to discussing the challenges we face when dealing with mental health issues. These days, though, we're a lot more willing to discuss our problems and seek advice from friends and experts. We talk about therapy more openly now as well. Heck, I think I mentioned my therapist in almost every episode, if I'm being honest. The stigma of seeking professional help has definitely lessened. Low-key wish my mom would see that, but that's a story for a different day. As it turns out, there are a lot more of us dealing with everyday struggles than we thought, and our willingness to share those struggles has paved the way for us to also share our personal solutions. Self-care sounds like a buzzword sometimes, given that it seems like everyone is talking about it these days, but it's important for us to pay attention to this conversation. Self-care isn't a new idea, but our interest in it has exploded over the past several years thanks in part to viral social media videos. In fact, Google trends show that people are searching for self-care four times the amount than they were even just five years ago. Plus, billions of views have been given to clips, shorts, and reels, 
that feature everything from lengthy skincare regimens to therapeutic sound healing techniques. There is a lot of valuable information out there, and places like TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram Reels have become hotspots for learning new ways to take care of ourselves. For example, one of the most popular self-care hashtags on TikTok is hashtag GRWM, or get ready with me. TikTok users create these videos to share how they get ready for special events or even a regular day, making it easy to learn healthy skincare tips and tricks or unique makeup applications. Celebrities, influencers, and everyday people upload their routines, and viewers are eager to tune in and follow along with their favorite creators as they prepare themselves for the activities they planned. Hell, in my early vlogging days, I created a get ready with me routine for hair and makeup and even did a skincare routine. Over the years, the products have changed, but the steps are still the same. During the pandemic, this was especially valuable since we were all social distancing. It was easy to feel isolated. Get ready with me gave us the chance to feel like we were still part of an active society something we all certainly craved when we were cut off from friends and family, unable to gather together and enjoy basic companionship with each other. The best part about self-care is that there's no one way to do it. Really, there's no right or wrong, since there are tons of different self-care techniques available. It's all about picking and choosing the routines that are the most beneficial to us as individuals. Yoga and meditation can be great ways to relax and focus on your inner self but so can things like journaling or sitting in the shade enjoying a favorite drink or snack. Maybe exercise clears your mind or taking time out of your day to just listen to music and dance around the house in your underwear is the ultimate stress relief. As long as whatever you're doing helps to improve your mental health, it falls under the umbrella of self-care. Now that we know why self-care exists, let's dive into what we can do. Since everyone has different ways of approaching self-care, it's important for us to recognize which routines and techniques are the most beneficial for us. Self-care is one of the times when it's actually encouraged to be a little selfish. After all, it's all about what helps us as individuals feel better. Stress and other daily life challenges affect each of us differently, so it makes sense that our self-care routine should also be tailored to fit our own needs. There is a lot of self-care content out there, but it's worth it to sift through as much as we can to find those gems we really resonate with. We owe it to ourselves to pick up and choose, adapt, or even create our own routines. For example, one of my favorite self-care practices is skincare. I'm high-key obsessed with skincare products. It started out by me having to wash my face more frequently in my 20s because I got off birth control and didn't want my acne to come back. But then around 2019, I learned about Hiram's YouTube channel. He goes into depth on products and their ingredient lists, why certain companies are basically just scamming you, and options for different concerns for all different price points. Through him, I learned that skincare doesn't have to be expensive or gimmicky. And I get compliments on my skin all the time, which helps boost my confidence and makes me want to do it even more. I'm practically religious about my routine. I could be pretty drunk from going out that night and still wash my face and put on my creams and serums before climbing into bed. It just makes me feel really good. Like I'm showing up for my future self and doing something nice for my current body. I know some people feel like skincare is a scam, but through research, I found a lot of these serums actually do work. 
But self-care doesn't have to be full of success stories. I've tried plenty of things that just didn't work out for me personally, and I know other people love it. For me, I really wanted to try thought dumping. It just seemed really interesting. It's where you have a dedicated notebook and write the old-fashioned way for at least five minutes. I know some people who do it for 10, but the idea is you write down and dump all your thoughts inside your brain at the start of your day so you'll be more present and focused for the tasks that you need to do. In theory, this sounds great, but I'm the kind of person who wakes up 10 minutes before a meeting because why not? Getting up out of bed and moseying over to my desk in time for the meeting has about two or three minutes to spare. Not exactly enough time for thought dumping. Then I told myself, you know, maybe we don't have to do it at the start of my day, but when I see fit during my day. But that usually resulted in me forgetting about the whole darn thing anyway. I even bought a really pretty hard-covered notebook and nice pens for the task, but it didn't really fit my lifestyle or needs, and that's okay. That's why we trial and error to experiment with what we like and don't like. Some self-care comes in the form of micro-activities. You know, the little things you do for yourself throughout the day or even the week. This could be as simple as social media cleansing or using a nice lotion, hell, even making a really nice lunch or dinner for yourself. For me, I do a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I usually take Saturdays as a time away from Twitter and Instagram or whatever social media app is trending and just break away from all the drama that the world is creating. It kind of gives me a sense of peace. I also absolutely love to cook. When I'm feeling pretty bleh, I like to open up a cookbook and pick a random recipe I've never made before. Trying new things in the kitchen gives me excitement, and if it turns out good, Drew gets really excited to add a new recipe into our rotation. But self-care doesn't have to be these big acts. It could be as simple as making your bed that morning, showering, folding the laundry that has been sitting in your dryer for weeks. Note the call out. (laughs) Do what works for you, and pick and choose things from things you already know about. No need to reinvent the wheel, but know that not everything you try will work for you. But you won't know what you like if you don't try. For Drew, he recently learned that he loves baking, especially making bread. Heck, he really just likes making food in general and sharing it with friends that we care about. If that re-energizes you, then do it. Maybe self-care looks different each month depending on where you are at in your mental health journey. Our headspaces are constantly evolving, and so can our routines. I wanted to interrupt the show to get your stories for a new segment. We haven't named it quite yet, but submit to us any stories you have from your worst date ever. We'll read them anonymously in an upcoming episode when we have enough stories compiled. You can send them to our email address at somethingtonoodleon at gmail.com. Encouraging each other to develop positive self-care habits is a good thing, but unfortunately, there are a few drawbacks as well, especially when social media is involved. If the point of self-care is to bring mind and body improvements, then we should avoid things that lead to additional stress or other negative outcomes. For example, is the self-care trend overcomplicating simple healthcare routines that we should already be doing? 
While the recent popularity of self-care is undeniable, in reality, taking care of ourselves and making healthy choices is a no-brainer. We already know that it's important to establish good grooming habits, to exercise regularly, to eat nutritious food, and get enough sleep. And with how busy we are these days, relaxation, meditation, and other mindfulness practices are usually not at the forefront of our consciousness. So what about things like the everything shower, where we really go all in and pamper ourselves with luxurious skin and hair care products, deep cleansing every inch of our body, while breathing in calming aromatics like eucalyptus leaves in our showers? It is certainly a nice break from the quick functional showers that get us through the work week. Nothing hits quite like a nice long shower to wash away the buildup of negative energy that we may have accumulated. And many of us, including me, probably already did this before the everything shower trend took over social media. When I have the time, I love to dry brush and exfoliate before showering, then treat myself with a nice hair mask, and if I really have the extra time, zap away unwanted hairs before slathering on cocoa butter all over my body. But by drying out this simple cleansing routine and turning it into a complicated process, it could prove to be more harmful to us in the long run. What started out as a personal spa day can turn into just another thing we have to cross off our to-do list. Especially if we get to the point where we feel like we have to make sure we complete literally everything on our everything shower list. Do we really need a 15-step advanced skincare routine or head-to-toe hair removal? Too much of a good thing and a welcome indulgence can become an unwanted chore. Not to mention, top-of-the-line shampoos, body scrubs, and perfumes can get super expensive. We don't want our self-care routines to add to our financial woes. The cost of all these special products, they add up, even if we're only taking an everything shower once a week and not every day. I've personally bought a nude IPL or a hair zapper from an Instagram ad, sue me, but it's so time consuming that I don't do it as often as they recommend. If your self-care routine makes you not want to start the routine in the first place, then maybe it's time to change gears and pare down the things on your list. Let's continue this idea that some self-care trends can actually be more harmful than beneficial if not taken in moderation. A good example of this is hashtag bed rotting, or staying in bed for hours at a time not to sleep, but to engage in passive activities such as reading, watching TV, or having a snack, or really whatever makes your heart happy. Our lives are busy, so it's good for our mental and physical and even emotional well-being to slow down from time to time. Spending a few hours in bed just to relax or escape into stories can be a welcome intermission. However, staying in bed for too long, especially over a series of days or even weeks, can backfire. If we're constantly spending six or more waking hours a day in bed, we're likely putting off important tasks that we need to do, which could actually increase the amount of stress we're under. Hello, depression. But snacking in bed every once in a while is probably okay. But if we're eating copious amounts of junk food and then not exercising on top of that, we risk doing serious damage to our bodies. And while it is sometimes necessary to recharge our social batteries, curling up under the blankets and shutting everyone else out cuts into quality time we could be using to strengthen the bonds we share with the people that are important in our lives. 
A lazy day here and there can help us reset and rejuvenate our minds, but bed rotting is probably better as an occasional treat rather than a daily routine. Another drawback is that self-care on social media can become competitive. When trends take off, everyone wants to get involved and add their own two cents. Celebrities and other influencers who get paid to endorse products are vying for views by enticing you with their versions of the best self-care ideas. And even regular, everyday people are eager to chime in with their tips, tricks, and easy self-care hacks. It is the general nature of social media to encourage everyone to jump in, and usually this is just fine. Occasionally, though, some trends get taken to the extreme. For example, there is a hashtag that has been circulating TikTok recently that features girl dinner. Girl dinner is basically a one-person meal of random, easy-to-prepare foodstuffs thrown together on a plate. A couple of Ritz crackers here, some cheese slices there, maybe a few pretzels and a handful of grapes. It's maybe not strictly a self-care trend, but it is certainly more about treating yourself with your favorite snacks and sides than it is about fueling your body with a balanced and nutrition meal. And I know a lot of new moms who make girl dinner because after a full day of work and taking care of a newborn, it's hard to put out that extra energy to make a full-ass nutritious meal. Regardless of the reasons you're doing it, the trend itself was a cute idea at first, but these days it seems to have gone from these are all the fun random things I like to eat to this is how little I eat. Hashtag girl dinner captioned over a plate with two apple slices and a bottle of water sends the wrong message. We shouldn't be competing to see which of us can eat the smallest amount of food, especially not just for a few social media clicks and likes. Even though there are tons of self-care trends out there for us, it's possible to go overboard. Social media has a way of glamorizing healthy routines, sometimes even for the sake of pushing expensive beauty products. Though it's interesting to learn how others find ways to improve their mental, physical, and emotional well-being, self-care isn't just about what everyone else is doing. It's about doing what you need to do to keep yourself healthy and happy, no matter what you're facing in life. Even basic practices like simple hygiene, taking breaks every couple hours during work, going out for short walks around the block, and getting a full night's rest can bring a wealth of benefits. Overall, self-care is a positive social media trend and one that I can certainly get behind. Just don't forget why it is that you're adopting these new habits in the first place. As always, I hope we gave you something to noodle on. Self-care looks so different for each person and I encourage you to add some new ideas to your own routine. It could be something small that you add in every day or something big that you do once a month. If you end up making changes, please let us know on social media at a pod to noodle on on Twitter, or you can email us at something to noodle on at gmail.com. Until next time, bye!